the White House announced that President Trump had commuted the prison sentence of Ted Sewell, a former operator of a behavioral health company in Arkansas. When when Teddy choked me, I caught him and Sheila in the mall as well. Teddy had a way of talking down to us and being very disrespectful. They just tackled this dude. And like, he hits his head on the concrete and, and like busted, he's bleeding a little bit. He's like, dude, like, why would they do that to me? And I was like, dude, I don't, like, I'm just like shell-shocked, you know, I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so when I started telling him I knew about him and Sheila and he was sneaking around all that, he comes around the car and pushes me up against the pole up under the car porch and chokes me. And when he does that, I kick him in his thing and we're fighting at that point convicted on bribery and fraudulent charges in July of 2016. The White House said Trump's decision to commute Seoul's sentence was influenced by former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee and former U.S. Attorney Bud Cummins. And uh, he pretty much grabbed the kid out of the chair, uh, jumped on him, grabbed him out of the chair, knocked him to the floor, and desks went everywhere. They ended up under the teacher's desk and I heard, which was about like eight, 10 feet away. And I heard what I thought at the time was probably a pencil snap, but it turned out to be the kid's arm. I do know that it was made out to be the kid's fault. See, I had to, I had to write up a report also of what happened, but when they read my report, they asked me to change it. Charlie warned us not to talk to anybody about anything at the ranch and to say everything was good because Ricky would be taken back to his drug-addicted mother and would probably die. I got called up to the office to be on a phone call with somebody, I, I don't remember the guy's name, and they were asking us questions about it. <clears throat> well, when I, they had a copy of my report about what happened there. It wasn't my report. It was a typewritten report, not the handwritten one I had. My, it, it had my signature on it. Yes, they had copied my signature. It was a photocopy. The whole thing was a photocopy of it. Hello? Hello. Can you hear me? I can. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. All right, let me get this set up. Uh, so, uh, long time no talk. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can. It has been a very, very long time. Years. Yeah, what's it been, like 15 years since we had Spanish class together with Miss Marty? Oh, goodness. Yeah, Miss Marty. I forgot all about her. Yeah, the redheaded lady. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her, Miss Tammy. <laughs> yes, Miss Tammy. She was a sweetheart. Uh, yeah. Well, it's good to hear from you. I hope you're doing well. Um, doing pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah, good, good. So, uh, so uh, it's been a since it's been a long time. I'm sure, a lot's changed in your life. Um, you want to tell me a little bit about what you've been up to? You have any kids? You married? How old are you now? I'm 32. I'm 32 uh, too. We're the same age. <laughs> right? How about that? I actually forget right? that I'm 32 sometimes. Like you and me both. I have to. I. Yeah, you have to do the math on it. Uh huh. Yeah, I have to sit there. Like once, once you turn like once you're like reaching for twenty one, it's one of those things. And then I just pretended I was twenty one for like five years because I didn't really see any point to being twenty two or 
three or four, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I forgot I, after thirty, I was just like, well, I guess I'm just, I'm just getting old. So yeah, I guess we're closing <laughs> in on forty now. I guess we're just gonna become old people. I guess uh, they weren't they weren't shitting us when they said that they're that we were gonna become these old people. So exactly. well, at least we're still alive, though, right? Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, I'm a mom and I am engaged. Um. I have a daughter who is five, and I have a stepson who is nine. We, um, cool, we, cool. yeah, it's, it's great. Um, my fiance is Brian, and we live in North Carolina, um, in Raleigh, and we've been here. Well, I've been here since I moved here from the ranch. I never left, so yeah. So, so wait, wait, wait a second. You, when you left the ranch, you went straight to Carolina. Mm-hmm. I went straight to Carolina. Um, now, how did that I, happen? Uh, the situation with my parents still wasn't good, and I had already been there for, what, 16 months, I guess? So, when I left... You had been in Carolina for 16 months? No, when I was at the ranch for 16 months. That's how long you stayed there? Mm-hmm. See, I had no idea, because I got there when you were there. I didn't know if you were one of those, like, Christina Greaser types who stayed for, like, you know five years or whatever it was like i have no idea how, how long a lot of you people stayed so okay. no they wanted me to they were thinking about keeping me there till i was 18 i'm like no there's yeah. no way it's like i didn't want to go back with my parents because that just that situation just was not changed and i just did not see a change in that so, and so i ended up coming to live with my aunt in north carolina so I got a couple of questions, but before I before I get into that, before I get started, I, I want you to know this conversation it is being recorded. Um, mm-hmm. However, I can remove anything that you decide that you don't want made public. Um, this isn't a live interview, so if there's anything that you'd like to keep off the record, just tell me that you don't want it out there, and I'll honor that. Um, okay. Furthermore, uh, what we're about to discuss can be a touchy subject, so I want you to know that you know anything that uh you weren't comfortable with sharing uh, it doesn't need to be said just tell me you'd rather not delve into it and we'll move on from the question uh i understand you're taking time out of your day to discuss this with me and i do appreciate that um having said all that uh, do you have any questions for me no not at all you know i'm um i'm happy to do this you know like i said i'm pretty much an open book especially when it comes to my time there um because I've seen and heard of so many things that just <laughs> I always were I always thought were questionable, but absolutely you know, just kind of bring it bringing it to light. So what was yeah. the so if you don't mind me asking, uh, so for me, I'll go ahead and I'll share how I ended up going there. So I uh, I ended what happened was I would uh, I had a bad temper. Um, so I would punch holes in walls and get in fights and things like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, all, all sorts of shit. And, um, it was, um, I believe it was my birthday was the final straw. When I lost my temper, I started kicking holes in walls, punching holes in walls. Uh, my parents had rented one of those rug doctors and I threw it at my mom's piano, broke a piece off of it. And, uh, yeah, it got pretty crazy. Cops came, took me away. And this was the, um, they took me over to the Providence, they took me to Providence Hospital in Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And I ended up staying there, uh, for At a couple Discovery? Weeks. 
Discovery, yeah. Have you been there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's exactly where I was before I was at the ranch. Okay, okay. So yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think most of us go through that process. Did you just go there? Yeah. One, how many times did you go there? Did you, or is it just the one time before you went to the ranch? Yeah, it was just the one time. I was there for 30 days. And then 30 days? Me off the ranch. Yeah. Wow, 30 days. That's, that's longer <laughs> yeah. than I ever stayed there. I was, it was <laughs> a couple weeks. But uh, I, that was my third time there. And usually after the second time is when they go for the long term. So uh, if you don't mind me asking, uh, how did you end up in the Discovery Unit? What what brought you to that point? Um, well, I had, Jesus, I was, what, 13, I believe. I was 13, and I had just been getting myself into a lot of trouble with school around town i was depressed um i was dealing with a lot of stuff from my mom and abuse physically and emotional abuse from her and between being kind of ping pong between her and my dad and stuff like that i just kind of said screw everything fuck it Mm -hmm. fuck everything especially after my grandma died my grandma died things took a turn and i just i was like you know what? I'm gonna do what I want to do. <laughs> okay, so I was do turn- everything else. <laughs> so your grandma yeah. passing away—that was a big turning point for you. Yeah, it was a huge turning point because she was kind of like a by. She was always kind of like my savior, who the person who kind of like helped me get away from my mom and who just kind of protected me in a way. Yeah, she was your safety net. Yeah, she was definitely my safety net and the one of the most important people I've ever had in my life, and. uh <laughs> Everything surrounding her death just kind of took a huge toll and just kind of set me into my own kind of little spiral, I guess. Okay. I started drinking, smoking pot. I was 13 and I decided that I wanted to lose my virginity. So I just went and decided to have sex with a random guy. I kind of, I guess, knew. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you know, was just got kind of hung out with and you know wasn't really in a relationship or boyfriend or girlfriend or anything like that just i don't even think he knew exactly how old i was because i know he was a bit older oh really (sighs) yeah i think it was oh goodness i was what i was 13 i think he was 17 yeah 16 17 is by how old i think he was okay and like i said i'm pretty sure he didn't realize because I didn't look my age back then either. Yeah. I I definitely could be taken for 18. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. So, you know, I was able to go into, like, you know, the gas station and buy cigarettes or whatnot or... <clears throat> no shit. Get somebody to buy me alcohol. Yeah. And so I just, I took it and ran with it. You were able to buy just... cigarettes at 13 years old? Yeah. <laughs> God bless you. Everybody still thinks I look like I'm 12. <laughs> I mean, I, I still get, I still get, well, because I have to wonder sometimes how old I am now. I'm like, yeah, I'm 32. I'm like, are you serious? Like, are you really 32? I'm like, yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, like, holy shit, this is it. Yeah, you really are the age now. Wow. Exactly. That's something. But, and that was, uh, in what part of Alaska were you living in at that time? Um, Anchorage. Oh, you were in Anchorage. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that. So, yeah. were, were your parents religious? Um, my mom was, yes. Okay. My dad was always in and out of my life, so he had a religious background, 
but I, to be completely honest, I don't know whether that was Catholic or Jewish because he he goes back and forth nowadays. It, that's just a long story in itself. But my mom, yes, my mom was very religious, Baptist. Okay. Forced me to get baptized, you know, at a young age before I even understood what it meant. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I remember I can't, my and honestly, Same kind of deal. Yeah, I can't honestly, because I got baptized at the ranch too, but I can't remember if that was before or after that. But I was didn't really understand it at the ranch too, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the ranch is kind of an interesting place. They uh they definitely they press the religion on you pretty heavily. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean that was that was like their that was their big thing. And anytime anybody came in there with a different religion, like it just sent a shockwave through that place. They're just like they didn't know how to handle it. You know what I mean? Not at all. Oh yeah. When they I was, were no. Yeah, they were I mean, it was just like it was their way or the highway, and that was kinda how it was. Um, For sure. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that. So, so did your mom, did she have a say in where you ended up going? Because what happened with me was uh, I wasn't legally bound uh, to the Lord's Ranch. This is something that uh, was recommended by the hospital to my parents. Mm-hmm. And they told, they talked to my parents about going to a facility. And, um, and my parents were religious. They were very religious. And... Um, it, it came down between Utah and the Lord's Ranch, and f- mm-hmm. and and my understanding was that Utah was a twelve to eighteen month program, whereas Lord's Ranch was a six to nine month program. So that's what I was hoping I would get. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, not knowing that that six to nine month estimate is total bullshit. But at the time, I was like, "Sweet, all right, I'm going to this one, six to nine months. I'll just behave <laughs> as best as I can, get out of there in six months, and then." Move along, and I'll be free to go. But, um, but uh, yeah, I was curious uh, if, if if your parents or I, I guess your mom. You said your dad was kind of out and about. Um, I don't know um, if he was really involved in this or not. Well, during this time, uh, he was kind of more so in my life because don't even remember why, but my mom kind of just kind of gave me up to him and just kind of forced me to go live with him for a while, and then really. Yeah. So your parents were separated. Was, yeah, completely separated. And then... And was he in um, Anchorage, too? He was in Anchorage, too, at this time. I remember um, a time where, like I said, she kind of gave me up to him, forced me to go live with him on my own. And then fast forward a couple of months, and for some reason, we're in a house together. <laughs> kind huh. of, I guess, in yeah. a way. It was a really weird time, like I said, but um, no, she or he did not really have a say in me going to Discovery from what I remember seeing. I was 13. Yep, I was 13 because I, right after I turned 14, I went to the ranch. I was 13 and I remember getting myself into some kind of situation where like, I felt like my life was at stake. Like, I thought I I just screwed up so bad. Somebody, like, just threatening me. I was just scared. And I just kind of broke down at school. The one day I went to school, I just kind of broke down and uh, 
went to the guidance counselor's office and was in a way kind of running away from the situation I put myself in, I guess. I was like, I need help, you know. Well, what was I don't want to be doing. It was, if I'm, goodness gracious, it was having something to do with two friends. Okay. And uh, I guess I did something that they didn't like. I don't really remember what that was. But I did something that they didn't like, mm-hmm. and I was really scared of them. Like I wouldn't say that my life something? was, yeah, okay. just like you know, getting beat up or something. And as a thirteen-year-old girl, yeah, I'm scared. Nobody wants to get jumped. <laughs> exactly. Thirty-two-year-olds you know? don't want to get jumped. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know, I was I was a little chicken shit as a thirteen-year-old kid, and um, yeah, yeah. so I ran. I ran to the guidance counselor, and I was like, you know, I'm scared. You know. And me kind of half realizing that maybe this isn't the way I want to be going, you know, and realizing, hey, maybe I do actually need some help. Right. So um, we got in contact, I guess, with Discovery, me and her. And then she brought my dad into the situation what? to tell him what was going on. Wow. Your, your guidance counselor got you in touch with Discovery. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never yeah, heard of that. my guidance counselor did, yeah. She definitely did. Because when I was brought into Discovery, I was brought in in handcuffs every time. Like, it was... Oh, wow, yeah. It no. was always the cops came. They um, they would take me to the Sodatna Hospital because I lived in Nikiski, mm-hmm. Alaska, which is basically North Kenai. And mm-hmm. um, you know, when I'd get arrested by the state troopers, they'd take you to Sodatna. You do your thing there for a little while. And the next morning, I was actually driven to Anchorage and then dropped off in this back entrance uh, to go into Discovery. And uh, but yeah, I was I mean, I, I was handcuffed. It was never it was never a, a process. It was always like a, it was it was always a surprise. Right. You go in there, mm-hmm. you, you wear your purple jumpsuit and then you got to behave for 24 hours before you get your clothes back and all that other shit. And um but yeah, that was that was my experience. I've I've never I've never heard I've actually never heard of that where uh, somebody yeah, I was, facilitates it was that at school. Mm-hmm. I was completely voluntary and um wanted by me. You know, my dad kind of didn't want it more, so he just didn't really understand what was going on. I think he just kind of thought it was being dramatic. So, but um. So let me ask you yeah. this. I mean, you were this this was facilitated by your guidance counselor and yet you were sent to a long-term facility. Did you want to go? Did you want to get out of there so bad that you ended up at the Lord's Ranch? That is exactly what happened. I didn't I didn't want to go back with my parents. The situation was so bad there. The abuse was so bad between my mom and me and the situation like with my dad and everything. It just Everything was bad. I just wanted to get away. I was depressed. I, during the time before I even went to Discovery, like I, there was times I cut myself. Like I, I mean, I was going out. Like I said, I was in my own spiral. Yeah, absolutely. Doing many different things. Sure. And I just wanted out of it. And I needed out of that spiral. And I, I made that choice for myself. I was like, no, I want to go. I so I ran. I ran away, and the Lord's Ranch, it was, I think it was between Utah and the ranch for me, but I had somebody I knew that I met in Discovery go to the ranch, so that's why I chose that, because there was some type of familiarity there. Do you remember who that was? Julie. Julie. 
How long was her she, name was Julie? How long was Julie there? Oh. Well, I'm the only reason I ask because I'm curious if she was there when I was there. I, I'm just trying to remember a Julie. I mean, it's kind of hard for me because we kept we were kept so separate from the girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only time we really ever talked to the girls there was the merit barbecues. And mm-hmm. for those who don't know, uh, there's a there's a program that they have at the Lord's Ranch, uh, the merit program, where basically if you behave for such and such amount of time, uh, you become a merit student and you get these little benefits. And one of the benefits was you would have a barbecue where you'd skip school and uh, the boys and the girls got to hang out. And that's actually how me and Latressa got to talking um, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit. And, um, yeah, that, that, that was, uh, that was how I got to know you initially. Um, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Anyway, going back to Julie, but, um, um, I'm trying to think of how long she, it wasn't, she left soon after we were all in level one for somebody spreading that rumor that we were trying to run away. Really? Yeah, she was sent to level one with us during that time, and I remember her leaving soon after that. Now, let me ask you: Did you were you planning on running away? No, I had nothing to do with it. See, that's see, I, I kind of went through something similar too, and a lot of people report this where you get sent to level one. And for the people that are listening that that don't know what level one is, level one is basically the uh the the lockdown portion of the facility uh they have uh they have those plexiglass windows are, are they i think they're bulletproof um you know you're basically just locked yeah. you know they have steel doors you're locked inside this house yeah you're locked inside a house and they basically make they make you i don't know how it was in the girls section but in the guys section we had to sit into these we had to sit in these squares in silence and the only thing that we had uh, that we could have with us while we sat in these squares in silence away from each other, not allowed to speak to each other, was a uh, pencil and a piece of paper. So we could draw, we could do whatever. I mean, God, I was, I was bored out of my fucking mind. I made a Ouija board because I was, nope. I swear to God, I was so bored. I was like, I was like, maybe this shit's real. Maybe Ouija boards are real. And so I made a homemade fucking Ouija board and I'm trying to communicate with spirits because I have nobody to talk to and I am that bored. And I actually, yeah, so I made a Ouija board and um, it did not work, Uh, unsurprisingly. (laughs) That definitely was um, completely different from how it was for us. You, it's like honestly, you had it easier than us. We had to, um, they had us. Did you face the wall? wall? Standing on the wall, facing the wall for 45, for what was it, 45 minutes? Yeah. I think it was about, goodness, 30 to 45 minutes. We'd have to stand facing the wall, just facing it, not doing anything, just facing it. Were you able to stand, stand or, or I mean, were you able to sit to or stand. did you have to stand? We had to stand. Okay. We had to stand. And then for the next, like, what, 20, 25 minutes, we got to sit. And while we were sitting, it was either, excuse me, it was either time to eat or it was time to do schoolwork. I gotcha. I gotcha. Because I do remember, I do remember a time when I ended up. Uh, we, I remember, I do remember a time when I faced the wall and like I said, that was like 15 years, over 15 years ago. So it's kind of hard to remember, but I do recall a time where I sat and faced the wall with, uh, Kyle Simons. We were sitting next to each other 
And, uh, you know, you know how you kind of whisper and try to speak behind the staff's back, you know, where they can't hear you and you're just kind of like, what the mm-hmm. fuck's going on? And, uh, that, that, that was the kind of situation. But, uh, I don't, what I don't recall was a day to day facing the wall kind of thing that could have happened. Um, but, uh, offhand, I don't remember it being that way. So if that's the case, you guys did have it worse. Yeah. It, we just, it sucked. Yeah. It sucked. Never forget it. Because like, I kept, like, I kept trying to tell them, like I had nothing to do with, but they wouldn't listen. No, they don't listen. They would not listen. And get, and get, well, and it was crazy because when I went, when this whole thing happened, I got called. It was me. It was Kyle Simons. It was, uh, James something. I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this black guy. I can't remember. Anyway, he was he was involved, and there's a couple of others, but Kyle and myself, th- those are the two that I do remember. Oh, Liddell Butler, I think, was in two, and then um, mm-hmm. and then there was other people in level one at the same time, but I think they were in for different shit. And uh, anyways, so we're getting held outside. And it's cold outside at the time, and we are not dressed uh, to uh, for the cold. And all I, I had a beanie on, but that was it. And uh, and Tyree Davis, you remember Tyree? Yes. Yeah. He was was the black supervisor. Yeah, yeah. And you can actually yeah. you can actually find his NFL football card online. Like, oh wow. Yeah, I've I found that shit. Like he actually did play in the <laughs> NFL. People people think it's when I tell people these stories, they they don't sound believable, and it's it's crazy. Like I have to find old articles. I have to find. I'm like, that's the guy. That's the guy. You know, mm-hmm. this is it. This really happened. You know, it's, it sounds like something out of a movie, out of a book. It doesn't sound real. Former professional yeah. athletes working in the facility like this in the middle of nowhere, abusive and everything else. And, and, uh, but anyways, Tyree had me, Kyle, and a couple others. I can't remember offhand. And Tyree is mocking us. He's, he's basically, he's holding a science book. And we're we're all shivering because we're freezing. We're like wearing t-shirts, right? And he's looking and he's like, it says right here that the body shivers because it's trying to warm up. It's trying to create friction to warm the body up. And like he's basically like reading this stuff to us as we stand there with our hands behind our back. Just just like it was was completely mocking us. And uh, and and they're accusing us of uh, flirting with Miss Marty of all people, who uh, you know. I mean, I I, mm-hmm. I, I was locked up, but I, you know, I wasn't that desperate. But at any <laughs> rate, um, we're we're sitting there, and uh, and I I got mad. I w- I was so pissed off. I was like, you. I was like, I didn't do this. I was like, this didn't happen. And then and then Tyrese, you know, they're saying, you know, telling me to watch my mouth or whatever and I said, I put that on my dad's grave. I did not do what you guys are accusing me. And he goes, "Leave your dad out of this." And I was like, "Yeah, well, you guys need to leave me out of this." And then he starts going that, "Oh, look at you, Ryan. You're getting a little crunk over here, ain't you? Ain't you?" Mm-hmm. You know. I do remember they did that that type of crap a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. They would say that and then, you know, they kind of shut you up and you're just and you're so disappointed because you didn't do anything wrong and they're and and they're basically framing you is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh and I ended up okay. um uh when I finally got out of level 1 I met up with a teacher. I can't remember her name. She had glasses. She had darker, curly hair. Uh, and she was relatively new. Uh, 
Um, and uh, it was her and David Land. They talked to me, and they basically told me that that whole thing was a sham. My my assumption at the time was that maybe one of the guys, because there were several of us that were uh, involved in putting level one. There were several of us. So what I had assumed had happened was that uh, these people, one of the guys had done something, um, and they suspected that we heard it because we all sat next to each other. So they're trying to get one of us to like, you know, break on one of each other. And if we don't break on one, you know, if we don't, if we don't give in and say what the person did, then it's all done. It's all done deal. And, uh, anyway, that didn't work out so well. He, uh, they, uh, they basically, um, yeah, it turned out it was just a big sham for whatever reason they wanted to put us mm-hmm. in there. Let me hang it. Let me check something really quick. Can you say something really quick? I'm checking my recording. It seems like it might not be working. I want to make sure that it's okay. 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 Looks like it just showed up. Okay. Cool. I guess it's just because I was talking a lot. <laughs> okay. No worries. All right. Um. So I guess as we both know, every day that passes, we forget. So that's kind of why I wanted to go ahead and delve into this. I know it's been a long time. And I actually, I don't know if you know this, I went back to the Lord's Ranch um, a couple years ago and I snapped some pictures of the place. And then um, just to kind of get eyes on it, I was, because I spent Christmas in Georgia with some family. And oh, wow. uh, and then I ended up driving and I was like, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go check this place out. There was something about it. I wanted to go over there. And, uh, yeah, I looked at it and it really didn't look all that different. There was, you know, I got the pictures that I could. And then finally somebody pulls up in a truck and asks what I'm doing on the property. And I just played dumb. I said, oh, I'm trying to get into Missouri because it's on the border of Missouri. I was yeah. like, and I'm, I'm completely lost. I don't know where I am. And I just asked for directions and played it off and got the hell out of there. It was some lady. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know how things were there because it had been years since I had actually been a resident there. So I didn't know. Um, but so you said you said you were there for what, 16 months? Yeah, 16 months. 16 months. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I mean, for- sometime. and I mean, it was extended because I think of that level one. Um, and just other issues, I guess, but. I was there for a very long time and did not enjoy my time there at all. Did you ever? I mean, did you ever get caught uh, communicating with the boys? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I got. I got caught too. Tyree. We had these little pillows that um, I guess one of the staff members made us all the girls and all the girls who were I guess communicating with the boys back and forth stuffed their little notes into these pillows and to rat on i people? guess somebody ratted and yeah oh that i time. see that time <laughs> everybody zero it out because it was almost everybody on merit <laughs> well i got called i communicated with a lot of with like i can think of four girls offhand i communicated with uh just based on where i sat uh yeah. you know just just like you know little things here and there and there was we had all these different tricks like uh there was a basket that was next to me where you were turning your paper and uh this one girl i can't i think her name was i want to say courtney but i i honestly don't remember 
Yeah, yeah, she was she was newer than I know. She came in later than I did. I was there before her, and she uh, she left a note in the paper that she turned in in the basket that I'm sitting right next to. So I just pulled the note out, and she said to flush it afterwards. And I would give guys advice on how to dispose of their notes. And one of the things I would do, I, t- I told a uh, Cotri. I don't know if you remember Cotri Hall, but uh, he. Uh, I told him, I was like, you take bites out of that paper, you chew it up, you spit it into the mud, and you smear it in the ground, and, and they'll, they'll never be able to read it. They'll, you know, don't don't try to flush it because, you know, if it, if it comes back up or something, they're going to be able to find it, and then they'll be able to catch you. Don't do any of that shit. Never use anybody's names. You got to use code names when you're talking in case they do find a note, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, we had all these different things. And uh, it's like a jail for kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. Especially level one. I remember I tried. Yeah, I tried to kick my way out of the window at level one one day. I got so frustrated with the place. I uh, I put I put my hand on my tre- one hand on the dresser, one hand on the on the um, bunk bed, and I I jumped up and I tried to kick that fucking window out. And I don't even know what I would have done if I got it open because I don't know where I would have went. Uh, I, I had friends in St. Louis, but that would have been a hell of a walk for somebody with no money and really That's nothing. That's what I explained to them. Like, where would I go? I'm from Alaska. I don't know. Where would I go? Right, right, exactly. You don't know what the fuck to do. And yeah, and they're playing. And they're saying, and they're saying you're planning on running away. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do when I get out of here? Yeah, run through the woods here and just end up somewhere. Okay. You think I'm going to hitchhike for 4,000 miles and somehow get through the Canadian border and just get to Alaska? Are you fucking crazy? Yeah. So that's, well, yeah, that's, you know, that's not surprising. Uh, One of the things, there were rumors that I had heard, and I wasn't on the girls' side of things. Um, uh, So I can tell you plenty of stuff that happened on the guys' side, like Glenn uh, doing the exorcism to me, which was just completely fucking nuts. Um, mm-hmm. But with the girls, I did hear uh, stories of of male staff members um, basically trying to carry on relationships with girls, plans to get with them after they got out, or even stuff happening uh, on site. Are you aware of any, uh, I guess, sexual abuse? Uh, Either any, anything that uh, involved you or some of the girls that were there? Were there rumors? Were there things you knew for sure? Um, Not me, no. But I do remember. I wish I could remember this chick's name. Um, she was blonde. She had long hair. She was what one of the residents there, and I was just hearing. Yeah, you know old she was. What, 16 maybe? 16, okay. 16, maybe 17? I'm just trying to get as much detail as I can. Yeah. Um, and it was the... I can't even remember his name. He was he was tall, he was black, and I feel like he was bald. And what, I believe he was married to my counselor. He was married to your counselor? Yeah, my counselor was that tall, thin, blonde lady with the long, blonde, curly hair. You're talking about, are you talking about Gary Jackson? Yes. Gary Jackson yes. was that six foot four, Mr. You looked like a black Mr. Clean. 
Yes. Yeah. Him. Yeah, that asshole. Okay. Yeah, I did not yeah. like that guy at all. So no, he nobody did. He was really aggressive towards the girls all the time. Really made him and the NFL dude always made snide comments. Always. I remember that blue van. That blue van coming and I remember always saying, Oh crap, what are they gonna say now? Blue van. You know? I'm trying to remember which van was the blue van. It was the blue van that went remember the Murphy know. house had the gray van. Mm-hmm. There was a yellow van, which I believe was the Ogden house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince house had a white van. I think uh, Joshua house. Didn't the Joshua house have a blue van? I feel like they might have. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But you're good, but I, I faintly remember her name starting with an R. But I think... You know, I but think yeah. I think I know which girl you're talking about. This 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 is vaguely familiar, and the R, like Rayanne or something. Yeah, or... something. Like that. Hmm? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I specifically remember seeing one time where he's helping her out of the van, and the way he was helping her out of the van, I was just like, that doesn't look right to me. Who the fuck needs that help out of a van? At all. Like, w- w- what is she? Eighty three years old. Why does she need help out of the van? Mm. Your guess is as good as mine, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I brought it up to my counselor at one point, too, but it just got, of course, you know, just swept off. Oh, yeah, they sweep that shit under the rug. And uh, so I actually, I wrote my mom a letter because I knew my mom w- was not going to be okay with what was going on in this facility. And mm-hmm. um, I guess going back a few steps, the craziest part about this, there was... um. When I first realized, I can't remember which which one it was, um, whether it was Tyree threatening me. He grabbed me by my shirt and threatened me because I snuck $400 into this facility. I was going to use it to escape and uh, try to make my way to St. Louis and get out of there. And uh, they ended up confiscating it. But um, um, Tyree Davis had actually grabbed me by my shirt, pulled me inches from his face and specifically said, if you do not give me that money right now, I'm going to take you in the back and I'm going to do something me and you are both going to regret. And actually, you know, I think that happened after this first story because mm-hmm. I, I realized that this was a place where they would beat the shit out of you. And um, what ha- are you talking about a back room that had like green carpet? Yeah. Green or red carpet? Yeah, that room. Yeah, yeah, I remember that room. Yeah, that was the quiet room they would take people in. They would take yeah. kids back there to fight too. So they the, the yeah. so the kids who wanted to fight, staff members saw it as entertainment, or at least some of them did, and they would just go back there and be like, "All right, go ahead and fight, get it out of your system," and they would watch. And uh, anyways, so a lot of corporal punishment there that went on back there. Anyway, uh, the 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 first time I saw somebody really get uh, anything bad. Any type of physical attack was a uh, w- was was a nice staff member. He seemed like one of the nicest staff members I had met, and he doubled as a police officer. He worked as a police officer. I don't know if he like was a volunteer or how how it worked exactly, but he had two jobs. He did work at the at, at the ranch and uh, on occasion, and he worked as a police officer. And he ended up beating the shit out of this twelve uh, year old kid. He he had red hair. Um, in the Joshua house 
And I watched this happen, and I was like, okay, this is this is where I'm at. This is this is the kind of place that I'm in that doesn't seem right because all he did was talk back, you know, or or, mm-hmm. or he didn't make his bed right, or it was something. Something something didn't go right, something not to his liking, and, and the kid got its ass whooped for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought that was interesting. And, um, if our beds and that, right, we got in serious trouble. What's that? I said if our beds weren't made right, we got in serious trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was, I mean, it was, it, it was the most bizarre place I had ever been. It was just this southern hellhole. I don't know. I, I, I can't. I can't believe that was allowed to go on for so long. And what pisses me off about that place more than anything is, uh, you know, Ted Soul, the son of Bud, and uh, mm-hmm. and I, I don't blame Bud for any of this. He he was he was aging, um, and I could tell by just by talking to the guy, he seemed like he he kind of was, you know, I don't know if there was any dementia or anything, but he was getting old, and mm-hmm. you know these these scumbags who were taking over his facility, I think they were running things differently than how they had been run in the past. That, that was my personal opinion. Since I did this podcast, I learned that Bud had set up a 16 year old girl with a, a staff member in his forties. So I changed my answer. If what she said is true, and if what she claims is true, then I completely disagree. And, um, but Ted Soul, he went to jail. He was supposed to, he had a seven year sentence for, uh, bribe and, um, fraud, bribery and fraud. And, mm-hmm. uh, cause he had deep connections to the governor of, uh, Arkansas. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, it's escaping me right now. Mike Huckabee, I think. And, um, was that it? I think that's it. Anyway, he had deep ties with this guy. And, uh, they went from the, this facility actually went from having like, uh, numbers in the thousands for their, uh, for their funding to numbers in the millions for their funding. And, mm-hmm. and that raised some eyebrows, and that was part of why he got in there. And what's crazy is asking more questions. I mean, I've I've always kind of halfway been drawn to this piece of my past, just because it was uh, there was no there was no resolution. You know, nobody was ever, you know, as far as I know, nobody ever got in trouble for child abuse. This is something that I, I've heard about happening at other facilities. Um, it seems like it's a rampant problem and nobody believes, nobody believes the bad guys and the kids are the bad guys. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like if you, mm-hmm. it, you know, if you're, if you're 15 years old and you're going, you're trying to talk to somebody and tell them what's going on. And then you have this other staff member who seems like he's well-spoken and he's a nice guy Yada, yada, yada. I mean, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the kid who's there for kicking holes in walls? Are you going to believe in the kid? Or are you going to believe in the staff member who's just just this nice guy who's just there to help? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so okay. So, Rianne, she she might have had something with Gary Jackson. That's very interesting. That's actually the first time I've ever even heard of that. And I, mm-hmm. I do remember that girl. I'm picturing her in my head right now. She uh she, yeah. she would wear her hair straight down I believe she had really long blonde hair, 
mm-hmm. if I remember right. I think it was Ryan or Ryan, Ryanna or something like that. But uh, what, so so you okay? So you saw that. Was there anything else that you saw, uh, either in relation with Gary and Rihanna or with uh, anybody at all, or anything that you heard? Mostly just talk. Mostly just talk between you know the girls who really in with the other, you know, staff members. Like, just I guess you I guess you could just say it was gossip, but like this was the only thing I was hearing pretty much. And then just kind of seeing different interactions. The one being from the band that I really actually remember. It just kind of was like, eh, that just, just doesn't look right. Yeah. So just kind of always got me to second guessing that one right there, that, that rumor that I did hear, you know? So when you say it doesn't look like, can you describe in detail what you saw when, when, uh, when that did happen? It was just the way he had his hand, like he put his hands on her waist, just helping her out, like you know you do for someone you're seeing, I guess, you know. Yeah. Just kind of, uh, he put his hands on her shoulders. She put her hands on. Uh, he put her hands on her waist. He she had her hands on his shoulders. And, you know, he just kind of helped her down. You know, now, kind of that way. Now, okay, was she sitting in the far back seat? Was she sitting in the middle seat? Or was she sitting in the front seat? Out of the back. Okay, she's in the far back trying to get out, Wait. and he puts his hands yeah. on her hips, and she puts her hands on his shoulders, and he car- basically picks her up out of there. Yeah, she just kind of did like a little hop out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, That that is bizarre. That's really weird. I can't imagine mm-hmm. him doing that to me. I always just thought that was kind of, you know, like I never was one to, you know, go question it. Like I said, I did, I feel like I did mention something to my counselor just because I said I thought it looked weird and, you know, people were talking about it at the time. So, Mm -hmm. but like I said, nothing, I don't think anything ever came of it. Now, what about physical abuse? Um, Not, not non-sexual, but. Um, just physical abuse, uh, either from the male or the female staff members. Um, what kind of stuff did you see? Uh, what's, what's, what's maybe some of the worst stuff that you saw and, uh, and, uh, grown, and did that did anything ever adults, happen to you? Grown ass adults throwing kids down on the floor. Okay. So like literally throwing them on the floor. Like I, I have seen a grown woman or a grown man pick up a boy or girl and literally slam them on the floor to get them to stop doing whatever it is that they are doing. Yeah, and it's usually it's usually verbal too. Yes. Yeah that 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 was that was always my big thing is it never got to physical for me because I always when they always got uh, the verbal I would stand down. I never let them get to the point of being able to put hands on me. Although it got really close, mm-hmm. but I just always I. I zip my mouth. Right, yeah. You want to. You don't want to get your ass well. I mean, what are you going to do? You're outnumbered. Exactly. And the, these guys are, yeah, these people that are built for this, they're trained for this, trained to <laughs> some extent, you know. I mean, there was there was former mil, uh, St. Louis military police that was working there, you know. Two women, two women from our, two women um, who were our staff members um, were worked in the prison. Both of them working in the prison system. The male prisons. Really? I believe. Yes. Well, the I, there's one lady I can think of that that wouldn't surprise me at all because she looked pretty butch, if I had to say. Yeah, you. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you and her sister. 
Her, I mean, her and her sister worked in the prison system. Hmm. How'd they end up at the Lord's Ranch? Probably don't know. I don't know. End. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking an energy drink over here. Uh, Where are you from? Jeez Louise. Oh, that's a... Uh, yeah, Gary and that girl, that surprised me. And that girl came after I was already there. I do remember her. I'm thinking of her right now. Um, after you described her, I, I mean, I kind of forgot she existed. And I wonder if there's anybody who could get in contact with her. You know who I bet might be able to is uh, Christina Greaser. I am in touch with her. And I, 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 I almost feel like I spoke with her at one point because... I, I went on this uh I went on Facebook and I just started adding all these people that I could find from the Lord's Ranch as much as I could. Uh so I, I found I, I found a ton of people. And uh I found uh and some some of them actually had some pretty tragic uh endings. Two of them or at least one of them died. One is uh is uh I I don't know what his situation is now, but last I saw, I mean, he's pretty much uh, screwed up for the rest of his life due to a bad car accident. Um, Jesus, who died? Uh, Carrington Williams. Carrington died. He did. Yeah, he died. Uh, I believe it was last year. Um, and I was in touch with him, and he would post these statuses on Facebook, and uh. I, 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 and he would say that he needed money and he was depressed and all this stuff. And I wrote him and I sent him through Facebook pay. I sent him a hundred dollars, sent him some money and, uh, just to help him out. And so he was, he was really happy about that. And, uh, anyways, he ended up going to prison for, uh, I think it was, murder or attempted murder somehow he had gotten out on bail though there was there was some I, i'd have to look back and see what had happened but uh he he said he had a good lawyer and it was a misunderstanding yada yada but um i spoke to him the day that he died um uh on, on facebook and um and yeah I, I started seeing all these posts where people were you know Posting pictures of him, rest in peace, stuff like that, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "What the hell?" So I, so I start talking, I start talking to all these different people, and I try to find out, you know, what had happened. And uh, I think he overdosed. Um, so and, and it was really sad. I, I really liked Carrington. Yeah. Um, I thought he was a funny guy. He was a, he was a, I don't know, he was a nice guy, and. Uh, you know, it's it, it sucks to see somebody fall down that path and lose everything. So that was something that uh that really bothered me, and it also kind of helped to push me to you know, I don't know. I just I, I I feel like I feel like there's so much that shouldn't be buried when it comes to the Lord's Ranch and the arkansas times you know they did cover that there was abuse there and stuff and but i mean there's there, there's so many stories that are just completely you know nobody knows about them kind of you know we we can get the information that we need uh whether it's useful or not i don't know but um piece together like all of our stories to see if maybe you know 
what makes sense. Right. And, and I mean, we've all seen like some pretty weird things there and maybe, you know, hearing everybody's story could kind of put what together, what was actually going on. Well, one thing that I remember, I seem to remember, and maybe you remember this too, but I thought that Logan, Logan was a staff member there. And I thought that he was, uh, talking to Christina Greaser and, um, and Deanna Fields. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought, uh, so like at the end of the day, they would pass out those, uh, what were those things? Those uncrustables if you wanted one. And, uh, and he would, gi- I, I believe he would give them notes, like little love notes or whatever. Uh, and he ended up getting in trouble and getting fired for it. That was something that I seen to recall, at least that was the rumor. And I never knew if that was true or not. And that was something I wanted to ask Christina about. Um, I feel like I've heard. I feel like I remember that too. Right. Yeah. So there was. I mean, there was. There was stuff going on. And and you know, technically, I mean, I, I don't know how. You know, as far as age goes, I think. I think it would be legal age wise because I think she was eighteen. Right? Was she eighteen? Uh, she. I know she was eighteen when she left. Yeah, eighteen when she left. So she could have been like seventeen yeah. or something at the time. But regardless, I remember seeing him standing there talking to Philander and all them, and and mm-hmm. and me getting word from the guys that that had happened. And uh, but yeah, Gary Jackson, that guy, he was a total asshole. I I I really, I I despised Gary. So that's that's that's. I guess I can say that doesn't surprise me that uh, yeah. he might do some stuff like that. I remember we were driving, we're driving the van, and uh, there's this new kid there. His name's Justin Yawn. I don't know if you ever remember him. He was this big, big overweight guy, and uh, like he, he, I mean, he was he was the probably the fattest kid I'd ever seen there. And mm-hmm. um, Gary was annoyed with Justin while they're driving. It's pouring down rain. They're driving. And Gary slams on the brakes, swerves into his own his own house, uh, into the parking area where the gravel is, jumps out, grabs Justin Yawn, yanks him out of the car, and slams him onto a, slams him into a water puddle. So his shirt's completely stretched out, and he's just stuck laying there. And you know, why do I feel like I saw that? What's that? Why do I feel like I saw that? You might have heard about it. Cause it was uh, it was it was when I was in the uh, the Prince house, and um, said, so I, there, there, there wouldn't have been any girls around. But you might have saw something no. similar. I mean, I know uh, I know Ethan Perez. He was another new kid who uh, yeah. he, he screamed at Gary Jackson, and he took a swing at him like at his ribs, and Gary slammed him on the ground, and I think he ended up having to get stitches um, um, when he got slammed. Thrown into some kind of puddle or something. I remember seeing his shirt like all wet or whatnot, and walk Gary walking behind him up from wherever they were or something like that. Oh, so you saw you saw him with his shirt messed up. You didn't see him thrown down. Correct. Mm. I think I saw aftermath. Okay. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You might have saw that. I mean, I don't know. That's that's the thing. It was all it was all completely separate, and that's why I was so excited to talk to you because. I had no idea, you know, I really didn't know what was going on on the girl side. I mean, you know, the best that I can. Like you, you hear little things, you hear rumors, and uh, you have those merit barbecues where we can kind of, you know, bullshit with each other. But most of most of those merit barbecues are just flirting and, you know, getting all that shit out of our system since we're just completely <laughs> yeah. separated by everything. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, uh, the whole place was, uh, it, it was abusive. 
uh, it wasn't done correctly, and and that's why there's so many articles out there. If you if you look up articles on the, on the Lord's Ranch, they talk about the abuse. They talk about oh, yeah. they talk about the bribery and everything else. I mean, that kind of stuff is out there. And I actually reached out to the Arkansas Times and I said, "Listen, I have stories. I know of an eight year old that was molested by a resident because the staff did a terrible job of properly separating kids. You know, because." Mm-hmm. Because it was all kind of a motley crew, and what was really weird, too, is they kind of segregated us by race, like the Murphy house. Yeah. All black kids. All mm-hmm. fucking black kids. And then and, and then, and then they, they put, like, one white kid in there at one point, and then, um, but, and, and they started to change that a little bit. Like, I remember Larry Johnson got moved over to my location, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff like that, so they did kind of start to break away from that but yeah tyree was living at the murphy house and it was just all black kids and then then there was the the, there was the white kids but for the most part they didn't separate us based on the reasons that we were there you know the, the the kids with the tempers uh kids that had um had been sexually abused kid kids who had you know all all you know whatever drug problems um all sorts of stuff they didn't i had one of the little girls spit on me we were living in the house with me for no She was mad and she spit on me. Did a girl spit on you? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I spit in the face of this I one kid. I was there. She was six or seven years old. Six or seven? She was young. She was young. She was a very young child, yes. Okay, so you can't, I guess you can't be too mad at a six or a seven-year-old for doing that kind of shit. She was a badass. She was bad. Yeah, yeah. So was Brandon Lamar. He was an eight-year-old. He was a little badass. That kid. I'll tell you what. He he was a rough and tumbler. But uh, this uh th- this other kid came in and uh, he was the one that was molested by this guy named Josh. And um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that scarred him for life. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it still affects him to this day. And it was all because this this facility they they weren't equipped. They weren't. They were ill-equipped to handle what they were doing. You know what I mean. And not only that, but their policies were complete bullshit. You know what I mean. And about you, but like, I really feel like I was over-medicated. Really. Yes. What kind of Very stuff did they have you on? I was on like two hundred milligrams of like Zoloft. I remember being on a mood stabilizer of some sort, yeah. and then there was one more medication that I was on. So I remember being on some medications like antidepressants and mood stabilizers and stuff like that. But I, you know, I don't remember any of the details about them. I mean, it's all. I mean, it's been so long. I just, I, 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 yeah. But I do remember Zoloft specifically. I think that was a pretty common one that they would give out. But you know, the actual dose size, I have no fucking clue what they were giving me. I just remember it was a lot. It was a whole lot, and then like after I come, came home, I just remember when I stopped taking it. I just, I just. None of the doctors or therapists I was seeing were they not nobody really knew like why I was on it in the first place. Really? Yeah. So they're looking at this and they're just kinda like, What the fuck? Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Were you there for the big scabies outbreak? 
I don't think so. See, when I left that place, I got I I I I'm I'm itching like crazy. I have all these red dots all over me. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I have I have I, there's something going on. And this doctor, this ear, nose, and throat doctor is like, you have scabies. And scabies can actually be a sexually transmitted disease because, you know, you know, skin to skin contact, it'll spread, yeah. whatever. But, uh, you know, it'll, it, it can go anywhere. They're just these little mites. And, um, but I had brought them home with me and I had to go, I had to like put this cream on and stuff to get rid of them. And then I had heard from somebody that had been there. Uh, after they had gotten out, they said, yeah, there was a scabies outbreak. It might have just been with the boys. And uh, he said, so so you left right before, probably like right before they found out that there was a scabies outbreak. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it completely fucked up everything. So yeah, things got kind of crazy there with that. Um, You'll have to talk to your brother too. Yeah, speaking of which, I was actually going to ask you about it. So what's what's interesting about your case is uh, your your brother was also there, your younger brother, Ricky. And, and actually, uh, funnily enough, uh, Ricky was my first roommate when I went to that place. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so we, we shared bunk beds. And um, yeah, so it was, was it kind of the same deal with Ricky? I mean, did he come after you? Did did he come yeah. same time? After me, I he was starting to have behavioral issues too, I guess. And my dad started talking to, you know, um, Bud and everything, you know. And Bud just, well, why don't you send him down here too? You know, just kind of, you know, just put him on the train too, you know, here. And, you know, we'll fix him right up just we like we are your daughter. So my dad agreed to just have him come down here, you know. So Ricky, just... I mean, the eye test, he strikes me as an Alaska native. And you, mm-hmm. you're half Jewish, half black. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm half Italian, too, and half black. Yeah, and then my brother, we have different moms. His mom is Inuit, and he, my, we have the same dad. His dad? Is, wait, say that again? We have the same dad. But we have different moms, me and Ricky. Okay. And what are your parents' races? My mom is black. His mom is native. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. That makes more sense. I was yeah. kind of confused. I was like, wait a second. They, they Because, uh, yeah, Ricky, yeah, he, he definitely looks like an Alaska native. And then, and I knew, I, and, I, and then, yeah, I knew that you were, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had no mm-hmm. idea what was going on there. So good to clarify, but uh, yeah, Ricky, yeah, he was my first. He was my first roommate, and uh, I guess they wanted to put the Alaskans together. And uh, yeah. I mean, he was—I mean, he was younger than me. I remember I actually played a prank on Ricky when I first got there because um, I, I would prank a lot of people. I'd put some sriracha in his soda, and oh, and he drank it, and uh, <laughs> he like has this look of disgust on his face like what the fuck is this and uh yeah i i I still remember doing that and i don't know why i did it i just i just saw the opportunity and just me being an immature little asshole i just squeezed it in there and did it and yeah kind of fuck no trust me he was a little asshole too fucked up his soda (laughs) (laughs) 
You could be a little asshole. Don't worry. Yeah, we've all we've all been there. So, how's he doing these days? He's great. Um, he's married and has two kids. He's actually still in Anchorage. Really? Yeah, I got to see him. I think it was a year and a half, two years ago now. Um, when I took my daughter um up there, but yeah, he's happy. Yeah, he's very God. happy. What is? Yeah, eleven. What's he doing for eleven? Um, he was going to school, and he's, um, goodness me, I can't even remember off the top of my head what exactly what he does, but I know he works in an office, um, office setting. Good, good. Yeah. I mean, those things will also kill you, too. I've worked in office settings, too, and I've about wanted to shoot myself, but, you know, they're, uh, they're pretty high-quality jobs, too, so, uh, Mm -hmm. can't argue with that. So, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Well, good. I'm glad to know that he's doing well. How, when did he get out of there? Um, not too long after me, I don't think. And he went back to Alaska. He went back with my dad. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, things with things with him and my dad, I I don't think were that bad. It was me, my mom, and then my mom and my dad and me. Okay, I guess. I got you. My mom, my dad would kind of just tie in on what my mom was doing, you know, just, you deserved it, just stupid crap like that. But, yeah, but my brother, from what I know, and I may be completely wrong, because me and my brother did not grow up together. We did not. So, I don't really know how it was for him in the house. I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, you guys were kind of separated. and Yeah. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. He was he was with his mom a lot. I was with my mom a lot, and but my dad was more so in his life than mine. I see. I see. Yeah. Oh fuck! Huh? I'm curious yeah. if there's. I'm curious <laughs> if there's anything else. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? I'm about ready to wrap up on this, but uh, as far as the abuse went in the facility, is there is, is there anything that uh? Anybody that I should talk to, uh, anybody that you would direct me to, to kind of get more information and, um, yeah, just kind of continue on the little investigation. Cause there are, there are specifically two girls, specifically two girls that I know who got what they called restrained more often than not. And they were younger than me. Granted, I know that they have behavioral issues. I do, but yeah, I don't well, think we all that. Yeah, exactly. I don't think anybody deserved that kind of treatment. Yeah, yeah, I was completely Absolutely. out of control. Completely. Yeah, because I actually I went to a facility after the Lord's Ranch, and mm-hmm. uh, and I got a taste of what facilities are supposed to be like. This place, I went. I went to Alaska Children's Services. And uh, mm-hmm. that was in Anchorage, and it was completely different. It was, I was like, what the fuck? Like, oh, they're not abusive. They're not this. They're not that. So, so yeah, you get a taste of what life's supposed to be like instead of just being in this isolated ranch where, you know, you kind of wonder if if they get pissed off enough, they're just going to kill you and feed you to whatever wildlife. <laughs> yeah, he ran <laughs> off. I don't know. We haven't heard from him. So, you know, kind of a sketchy place to be. But uh, yeah. But I did. I did learn a lot. You know that that, that thing about Gary. Uh, honestly, it doesn't surprise me that it happened. But uh, 
uh, to actually have an eyewitness account about that that that's that's pretty interesting and i do remember that girl now that you mentioned her yeah rianne rihanna something like that mm-hmm. uh, I, I i absolutely remember that girl so uh yeah that's pretty cool well i, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me um i do have all this recorded um probably take a little while for me to cut it up and get it all set up the way i like it but uh yeah, Hi, no problem. Well, I appreciate the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and if you do, um, I do remember something with Ricky being with North Star at some point too. Mm-hmm. That may have been before the ranch. I'm not sure, but yeah, if you do ever get a chance to talk with him, he could definitely tell you his account on a lot of stuff. Yeah, and you know, and, and and to be clear, it, this it doesn't have to be about the Lord's Ranch. I I I, mm-hmm. I know people who have uh, been to like API. Uh, who 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 aren't ready to talk yet? Uh, this one guy I know in particular, he's not ready to talk yet. Because we're 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 fucking thirty two. Why do we have to lie about this anymore? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. If I was ever able to, like, I wish, I wish I had known about. I wish I could have requested like my records from there. Yeah. I would really really like to see what was said and what was done. Well, you know that they were supposed to. Uh, they were supposed to write down something bad you did every day. And mm-hmm. and even if you didn't do anything bad, they had to dig and try to figure out something. Mm-hmm. Like, so there was there was one where I did I, I didn't do shit. And he writes down he writes down that I uh that I I asked the kid if he wanted to swap uh shoulder punches, so swap hits. And uh he put he put that as the bad thing that I did that day. I remember my therapist looking and he's like, oh, come on, not, not that, come on, not, nothing like this. I'm, I'm looking for something that actually that's bad. And, but, but they were, they were supposed to do it. And I was looking up reviews mm-hmm. on this place and it was a former staff member who said that they were told to do that stuff. If you look online, there's actually a lot of good information online. You can find people who talk about Tyree Davis as a football player. Uh, yeah. You can find his uh, football card. You can find you can find reviews, um, both from people who have worked there and residents and shit like that. I mean, there's there is a lot of stuff out there, but it is old because you know this place is it's they've they've changed their name, they've rebranded, and uh, Ted went to jail. I don't think he's I don't know if he's getting back involved in that place ever again. So mm-hmm. so it's kind of one of those things, but uh, I, I do believe that uh, there are people who deserve to be prosecuted. And uh, oh, and I, had, I actually had one question: Did Tyree Davis did he ever uh, physically lay hand on girls? Physically, what now? Did did he ever lay a hand on any of the girls? Did he ever hurt any of them? I, I had I, I had heard I had heard a rumor. I, I have seen. Numerous male staff restrained the females. Okay, because I heard I, remember, yeah. I heard that Tyree Davis had actually beaten up a girl named Bianca, a black girl named Bianca. I think it was what her name was, and uh, that sounds familiar. And it, and it was pretty bad. And I don't know if she had to go to like the hospital or what it was, but she got fucked up by him. She got into a fight with him. Yeah, yeah, they got into a fight. Okay. So I do remember got into a fight. Okay, so we have a former NFL football player, male, and he's attacking this skinny little girl. What did she weigh? Like ninety pounds? Like she was? She she wasn't big. No, she was very skinny. Yeah, she was just she was just a little thing. 
but she she was feisty. She was feisty. Now, like she was the type of person who would fit hit anybody. Yeah, sure. So it didn't surprise me that she went after him. But yeah, yeah, I specifically do remember that fight. Yes. Wow. Because I she would she was not afraid to fight anybody. Now, did he hit her? Did he just restrain yeah, her? Yeah, they hit. Or did he? Th- they hit each other. Oh. Got into a. He threw punches. Yeah, they got into a fight, and he tried to restrain her, but they got into a fight. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, that's. I do remember. Do you? I hadn't thought about it in years, but yeah, I do remember that. Can you sh- do? You, do you know? Can you share a few specifics? Uh, no, what kind of? I'm sorry, I keep telling you I'm going to let you go, but could you share a few specifics on, um, not just restraints, but I'm talking about fists being thrown, stuff that people are going to look at and say, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of details? Or you, I mean, And you could talk about the restraint. I know they used to always put people down and smear their face into the carpet and crank their arms behind their backs and stuff like that. Um, is, there, is there anything... Are are there any details that you can recall offhand of stuff that uh, I guess male staff did to uh, to female residents in in terms of um, restraining them or right. just any kind of violence? They would literally tell you they are going to hurt you until you stop. They are going to hurt you until they stop. Until you stop what? Until you stop whatever it is they are trying to get you to stop doing. Whether it is talking, talking back. Fighting back, they are going to put physical harm to you. Not just restraining. There's a difference between restraining somebody and placing physical harm on somebody. Right. I will place physical physical harm on you until you stop. Now, which male staff members typically dealt with the the, the female residents? Obviously, Gary and Tyree did. Uh, did uh, big did big Jake did. I was born. Okay, so everyone did? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so the person, the only person I can think of who wouldn't do anything like that is like Roderick or like Drew Pearson or those kind of guys are kind of goofy. You know what I mean? It, I mean, I have seen Drew and, um, what was his name? The black guy. That Roderick. Sure. Or Alonzo. Alonzo. Alonzo Giles was his name. I both get involved. If a female staffer needed needed assistance or something yet they would jump in okay they would have no jumping in and taking force on it okay and And placing the same type of force they would place on the boys and this was this was all catalyzed by uh talking back not by being violent no whether it was talking back whether it was throwing a fit you know having a temper tantrum Whatever they saw as difficult and not necessary and as bad behavior. I gotcha. Okay. Wow. I could I could tell you I could call you a bitch and you would throw and I could be thrown down if you didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of thing they say that that's that's what they would do. And anytime you would I, talk back, that's that's what it was. You you couldn't. It, the one time I'll tell you this: the one time that I was threatened to be restrained, it was after I had a. I was going through a really hard time, and I cut myself. Mm-hmm. And the girls, like Deanna and Christina, and everybody, they were mess. They were, they were making fun of me, calling me Suicide Brown. 
and I was flipping out about it. Suicide Frown? Yeah, they were calling me Suicide Brown because that's my last name. Oh, Suicide Brown. Okay. okay. Yeah, they, yeah, Suicide Brown because they found out that I was that I cut myself. They made fun of you for because, this? Yeah, they were making fun of me for it because one of the um, females staff told them about it. I guess we were all young assholes back then, so I guess that's yeah. kind of the... And they didn't, they weren't, the female staff weren't telling them to stop. So I was flipping out about it, and that's when I was threatened to be restrained because I was flipping out about people making fun of me because of a you know, difficult, difficult time I was having. Yeah. Which is the last thing that people need. People, people in these situations, they need to be, I mean, it sounds corny to say it, but they need love. You know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. they need love. They need help. They need someone to talk to. They need someone to listen. They don't need somebody <laughs> to come after you and fucking smash you into the ground until you do exactly what they want you to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, this person's plenty happy. Look at the way they're behaving. Like, yeah, what's going on in their head right now? What the fuck do you think's going on in their head right now after that's how you got them to behave that way? I was not a threat to anybody or anything around me. I was fussing with words. I I was flipping out with words, and it got to the point where they put me up against the wall and threatened to restrain me if I didn't stop. Wow. That's and that was that is the time that I was threatened to be restrained. Meanwhile, they didn't say shit to those girls. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, trust I got to be honest with you. When I went there, like I, uh, the the positives I got out of that, I, I was a harder worker when I got out of there because they did put me, mm-hmm. they did put me to work. So that was one positive, and I think that's the only positive. And uh, and uh, but I was more violent. I was more prone to violence for sure. Um, you know, the kind of stuff that I saw, I, I mean, I, I mimicked it. I was doing that kind of stuff to people in schools and stuff. And I'm in a small town in Alaska where these people have never seen anybody act this way. I mean, we're dealing with like gangbangers and shit. You know what I mean? People who act Mm -hmm. a certain way. And yeah, I mean, I was that, I, I became that kind of person coming out of that place. And that's why I ended up going to another facility. It's because that place didn't do anything for me. That place didn't help me. It didn't. It, it it showed me. It showed me stuff. It didn't need to be showing me. And it's like a. It's like a sociopath factory. I mean, the place is fucking crazy. Mhm. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I just. Kind of, I. I got became secluded and just kind of retreated, kind of just inside myself, and just kind of didn't really. It took me a while to come out of my shell after i left that place yeah it took me a good long while well it's weird too because when you get out of those places it's uh it, it transforms your they they train they break you down they break your mind down mm-hmm. so like in the military m- people in the military they get their head shaved they go through certain things and with the boys they got their head shaved girls obviously that didn't happen but uh and you know i'm not saying that the head shaving was part of some you know mind game or anything like that but it it was just it it was a place where um i mean you had asked to go to the bathroom you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's all these little things and you had i mean you had zero freedom and you talk back and you get your ass kicked by people that are twice your size i mean you're looking at i mean when i'm getting attacked by a guy like tyree uh tyree davis who's a former professional NFL player. Um, 
and I'm 15 years old. I mean, let's be real. There, there, there are tiers to tough guys. There's professional fighters. They're at the top. And then the second tier are professional athletes. And you have mm-hmm. those kind of guys working there. You have pro- you mm-hmm. have former professional athletes working there that are beating the fuck out of kids. And these guys are huge. And, and, mm-hmm. and what do you get out of that? I mean, you know what you get? You, 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 you get enough fear to keep your mouth shut. That's what you get. Pretty much. You get enough. You, you, you do your yes, sir. Your no, sir. You don't act up. You don't smirk. You don't say dude when you're talking to a staff member. I mean, stupid shit like that. I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't any benefit to it. It was just, it was, it was so obnoxious. The whole situation was just crazy to me. I don't know. It, uh, and really forced church down your throat. Yeah. You didn't have a, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, when I got out of that place, my first day at, uh, at my new school that I went to, I got into it with the uh, with uh, the senior bench. I was a junior at the time. And I went and I confronted them because they were talking shit to me. They were chicka chicka slim shady yelling shit at me and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I went at them and I used the same tactics that I had learned while living in this place. And I, I punked all of them. And literally each of them probably could have kicked my ass. They were all fit. One of them was the captain of the football team. But they were such a, they were so they, – they weren't used to that kind of, you know, confrontation that they didn't know how to respond. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where they could maybe, like, think back later, like, shit, should have said that, you know. But, you know, they, they just, it, you just don't see it coming. And – uh yeah, that that I mean, that's kind of what I got out of the place. It was it was the place is fucking nuts. I don't know. I don't I don't know how, how else to describe it. For sure, it was for sure. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. If you have anything else that you decide to share with me, uh, if you remember anything, um, please let me know um, if you're willing to. And if there's anybody that you recommend that I speak to. Um, you said you had mentioned Ricky. I'd be happy to talk to Ricky. Uh, if you want to put him in touch with me, then just, uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be completely fine with me. Uh, you know, I'll just throw him on Facebook or whatever. And yeah, I'll talk with him and he can tell me about stuff that happened at North star. He can talk about the Lord's ranch wherever. Cause this, this shit is rampant and it is countrywide and there is sh- mm-hmm. and the same kind of shit that was going on at the Lord's ranch. A lot of that stuff happened in Utah, uh, which is the place that we were going to go to. And, uh, you know, I, I know both, uh, I, I know people who went to Utah. I know people who went to, uh, well, I, I obviously I know people who went to Arkansas cause I was living with them, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so I, I, re- I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Um, I'll let you know whenever I'm going to release this, it's going to take a little time because this is a long one. We've been talking for, let me check on my phone about an hour and a half. So, yeah, yeah, we had a lot to say. Yeah, a lot to say, and there's probably a lot more. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, sure. we got a lot. But yeah, I, I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this. That, uh, that really meant a lot to me. Yeah, no problem, no problem, anytime. All righty, cool. Well, I will talk to you soon. All right, sounds good. All right, see you, Lachesta. Bye. Right, bye. We'd like to thank each and every one of our listeners for finally giving us a chance to tell our side of the story without being called liars, except for people with fake accounts. Thank you.
We'd like to thank Justin Andrews Sr., a.k.a. Crew L.A., Black Tuba, for all the music he made on this podcast. He's talented, so if you want to reach out to him, we'll put a link to his social media in the description box. We'd also like to thank Gnostic Concepts for their original artwork and animations. Their commissions page is open to an array of requests, ranging from original character concepts to detailed wide-scale scenery. So if you're interested in receiving a service from them, a link to their social media will be provided in the description box as well. For everybody who took time out of their day to help make this podcast a reality, we want to thank all of you. Without each and every one of you, none of this would be possible. Let justice be served, though the heavens may fall. It's never too late to right another wrong. We'd also like to dedicate this podcast to Deanna Fields. Rest easy, D. You'll always be missed and never be forgotten.